Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mattis. Welcome everybody Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We are live. It is Thursday, January 30th. Four rounds down. Glendale last weekend. Triple crown. We're back to the regular way of Supercross this weekend in Oakland. Should be soft, ruddy. Uh, normally a pretty good track, though. Uh, just breaks down. And uh, we've seen some good racing in the past in Oakland. And I'm sure we'll see more this weekend. Round five, Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Going to have JT and Anton on today. Uh, we're trying to have Zach Osborne on, but something came up. So he's not going to be able to, to join us. 702-586-7857 if you want to talk some Supercross, Motocross, MXGP, Canadian Moto, whatever it is, we'll dial you in. Thank you for listening. 702-586-PULP for you people that uh, can do the math with the numbers and the letters. Uh, flyracing.com, please check them out on the web. Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, many others wearing Fly Racing. Uh, RJ Hampshire will be wearing it on the East Coast in a couple of weeks. Mosman, of course. Uh, they have the Rockstar Energy Husky Fly Racing gear. Flyracing.com, FR5 Boots. Evo gear, light hydrogen gear, the official gear that Chris Kiefer loves. Uh, flyracing.com, please check them out on the web. I want to thank the folks at Get as well for coming on board. Uh, Get, Get, the 20, 2020 ECU lineup is composed of three product families, two-stroke uh, CDIs, two-stroke EFI ECUs, and four-stroke EFI ECUs all on board uh, on, on the show. And uh, thanks, everybody, for, uh, for supporting those guys over the years. Uh, Get presents a new hour meter collection, the new six years lifetime vibration sensitive hour meter. And the innovative Smart SOS, which is both a settable SOS alarm and a wireless hour meter. Through the Get Smart SOS free app, uh, Smart SOS detects where the bike falls and sends a, uh, a little uh, notification with a GPS position to your selected contacts. How cool is that? You get, a, you get a wire meter, and then you get a smart SOS, and you can set it so that if the bike falls over for a certain amount of time and uh, you're by yourself mountain biking or dirt biking or whatever, it sends a text notification to someone in there on the app. So really cool things from the folks that get. And ProTaper as well. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components. The one in one in handlebar, the micro bar, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding on motorcycles. Rockstar Husky, Geico Honda, JGR, Chad Reed, and more. Use Pro Taper out there. Thanks to Maxis as well. Alex Ray put in the main event with Maxis Tires. Uh, thanks to those guys for making it happen. Uh, MXSTs are great. Developed by McGrath, of course. So 702-586-7857. Let's talk some Supercross. Taking your calls, holding things down over there, producing the show, fresh off his Monday night victory on Tits versus Tits. It's Tits legendary. The reigning champion. Will you just, will you just let her win? If you want me to, then I will. I don't. But she, <laughs> but she gets, she gets. She pissy. takes it very hard. Yes. Yeah, yes. and I even threw her the AC girlfriend yes, you question. Did. Yes, you did. Which was a bit of a stack deck. Mm, uh, definitely question. Actually, not even questionable. It was it's just questionable. JV. It was JV. And you, you, uh, you came over with it. You still did it. Still did it. Yeah. Yep. It's a, it's amazing. So, uh, how's it going, Tits? Good. What'd yes. What do you think of the triple crown? Uh, I really liked it, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who were complaining about the time, but I felt like the the time in between each one was just long enough that you could get up, you know, go yep. to the restroom, get a drink, something like that, and yep. you weren't sitting there waiting forever. And the races themselves, uh, with the with the red multiple red flags and everything like that, was actually obviously it couldn't have been any better for Kenny Roxon, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No. But, but other than and, that, and I, Tomac, I thought it was great. Tomac was buried in that one yes, too. Yep. I, I'm with you. I thought the 
The time between the races has been uh, the moved around a few times in this triple crown thing. It was almost perfect in Glendale, the, the, the way it is. So yes, I agree. Gives the riders, I asked the riders, hey, man, was there enough time? And they said they all said, yeah, there was. So, yep. Uh, hey, from your position there, if you just look to your left, you might want to see the greatest dog ever sleeping there on the couch. He's just watching me, yeah, only he sleeping. Is, he's ready yep. to tear you to shreds. He's if ready. You, if you make a quick move... <laughs> Towards me, <laughs> he will he will jump on you. Anything faster than a mile or two an hour, and he'll be at me. All right, let's get JT on the line. Uh, thanks to Kellen at Racer X. Uh, screw you, Weech. Uh, so Eli Tomac right now eight points down with one win. Last year he was three points behind after four rounds. He was three points behind third in the points. He was tenth in the points, thirty six points behind uh, Anderson the year before. He was twenty points and third the year before that. Sixth and 29 and 16. Fourth in points and 18 points behind Dungeon 15. So, yes, he was further back, or, or he, had, he only had three points last year back of the points leader, Cooper Webb, but he was third. So he had two guys to jump. This year, he's eight back and second. So I think it's a better spot, even though it's less points. He's got one less guy to deal with. He's, only, he's in second as opposed to third. So Eli Tomac getting hot. Here, uh, making a championship run and finally ca- capturing his first 450 Supercross title this year? Or uh, does Ken Roxon have this thing? So, no doubt about it, uh, I think Eli Tomek's at a better spot this year than he has been um, uh, in, in years past. So, uh, looking forward to talking about that and more. 702-586-7857. We are giving away what from Fly Racing? Hey, the Kinetic K120 gear line. It's a different graphic from the one that we gave away a couple, a couple weeks ago. Still the kinetic gear, but yep. just a different uh, colorway graphic well, thing. Well, I like that other stuff that we gave away. Yes, that was the one that you were famous for. Yeah, okay, all right, okay. It's different. Um, uh, and we're also giving away a set of Maxxis MXST tires as well. And we're going to give away a set of Pro Taper tie-downs, which are absolutely the best things out there. Uh, Fly Racing, flyracing.com, of course. We talk about them a lot. Uh, speaking of Fly Racing, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Speaking of uh, kinetic gear, which, uh, which direction do you choose to wear your pants in? I like the zipper on the front, uh, but okay. I, I could be I could be convinced to go the other way. Like if it feels better, I don't know. It was very unorthodox. Have you ever gotten roost right to the, like for lack of a better term, wiener? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, so have I. I have. So have I. So if you have them on backwards with a little more padding there, is that something that is a positive of putting them on backwards? No. No, I, I don't, and I don't think there's going to be really any more padding there anyway. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you'd have a bit more material. But okay. No, uh. sometimes, sometimes brands will put a uh, a thicker, like a 900D on the back and, and uh, like a 600 everywhere else, but we choose to put a 900 everywhere. Okay. So it's basically just giving you more longevity and, you know, in our theme of giving more, you know, people more for the kind of how we approach it. So it's the same as... Okay, your phone's breaking up a little bit, by the way. Um, hey, uh, what would you rather be? Uh, well, you'd rather be Eli Tomek, I'm sure, in your life. But um, would you want to be three points back in third, like you was last year, or eight points back in second? I think I would choose this year, and I don't know that I would choose necessarily based specifically on those point scenarios. Um, you know, I was listening to your intro a little bit there, and, and I really like the way he's looked this year comparatively to years before. Um, the first round was a little, eh, like how, it made me nervous. Yes, yes. Um, but he, it looked like he got that sorted out quickly, and if if I kept seeing that, if I just saw another weird weekend, like I, it was going to really have me thinking if we were going down the same road, but. I think if he can turn those really bad weekends into a second or a third place like he's been able to do thus far, thus far then I think he's, he's going to do what we've always asked of him, is just minimize the terrible weekends. And that's going to lead to a championship, in my opinion. Um, I, you know, Kenny's been great so far. Kudos to him. But I'm still not convinced that Kenny can keep this level up for, you know, four and a half months. Do you think uh, – right, Okay. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I think that's a that's something Eli can and will do. I don't think you'll see any drop-off from him. If anything, you'll see him get stronger. Uh, so for those guys to let 
Eli be this close this early, I think is very bad news for them. Do you think Kenny is 100% free? And you, you know, I don't know this, you don't know this, so we're not saying for certainty, but I think it seems like Kenny's 100% free of this late race virus this, this, or even mid-race sickness that was causing him to drop lap times and, you know, all of that. Uh, it seems like it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see the problems from last year. Right. Um, but if you look at the course of his history, even going back to the outdoor series, uh, I want to say that was 2015 maybe, um, you know, he, he had issues down the stretch where he wasn't able to maintain the same level that he started the series with. And we've seen that happen to Kenny. You know, the, the, the intensity and the speed and the fitness he starts the series with seems to elude him late in the series. So I'm, I'm going to think that's kind of who he is until proven otherwise. And, I mean, he, he damn well may win this Supercross championship. Absolutely could. But until I see him do it, I am going to like the way Eli rides down the stretch more than Kenny. For now. For now, right? Kenny could prove me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, both guys guys have question marks to me. I mean, Eli seems, you know, he throws things away. Not so far this year. I'm with you. Looks good. But, dude, jury's out on him. (laughs) I'm I'm always more worried about what it's going to – for Kenny, I'm worried about what it's going to look like in April. Not right now. He, he's always great in January and February. That's really been his M.O. for his whole career. Um, you know, he's won a lot of races early in seasons. But whether it's injury or illness or whatever the case may be, he just has a really difficult time at the end of the series being that same Ken Roxon, you know, that we have seen early in the series. Is this the year that Alden Baker doesn't win the Supercross Championship? I don't know because you know you know that I've been waffling back and forth between Eli and Webb. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not ready to I'm not ready to say that. Right. I, I do think this is Eli's title to lose. I think this is the best year, the best opportunity he may ever have or may have you know moving so, forward. So but we're, we're I'm not I'm not willing to rule out Cooper Webb by any means right now. Okay, we're four rounds down. Roxon has 92. Tomek has 84. Barsha has 81. But are you are you writing him off for a title? Barsha. Yes. Yes. Anderson. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. No, I, I. That sounds so harsh. No, I, I, I. I hate that. But yeah, I mean, if you want, if you want a one-word answer, yeah. it's going to be yes. Right. Anderson at seventy-eight. What percent championship pie would you give him? Seeing that he was the champion two years ago, I will give him the benefit of the doubt and go like ten percent. Um, but I, I'm not very confident in that. I mean, you look at his results, he doesn't seem like, you know, like he's hanging around. Hanging, hanging around? <laughs> hanging around, hanging around. Uh, so pretty good. But have you felt at any point this year that he was going to win a race? Um, No, no. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that third main event or moto or whatever you want to call it this past weekend would have been his opportunity. But I just, up until that point, I had not felt like Anderson was going to win. And I I really believe unless your name is, I don't know, it would be a very, you know, unless your name is Ryan Dungey, let's say, it's going to be very hard to win this series without winning more than one race. And and I don't know that Anderson will win any. Yeah. Yeah. So then you would, then we've heard you on the show on Monday, uh, Cooper Webb is next at 72. He would have a percent for you of grabbing this thing? Yeah, I would I would put his chances higher than, right. than Anderson just yep. because I think the consistency will, will be there, and I, I do have Webb winning some races. And AC at 71, AC in the Barca category? Yeah, I, I've never – I have not been in on AC winning a title. Um, and it, it's very convenient for me to make this point now, but I will anyway. I thought he was going to have some a few races that turned out like Glendale did. Um, his his elite level speed is going to put him in contention to win, but I also think he's going to have some crashes in this first year where he learns, and it's you know it's going to be a very valuable 
sometimes painful learning yeah. experience. Uh, but I just, I, and I know you were kind of there too. It, it just the first year, it's really difficult to come out and do what McGrath did, you know, just race a few rests and catch fire and go win the title. Like that does, that really doesn't happen very often. Right. Or, or Dunge, people point to Dunge and I'm always like, yeah, well, student, student Chad got hurt. So good for Dunge. Yeah. He got it. The record right. book shows he right. got it in his rookie year, but. Yeah. yeah. And, and you should credit, we should credit Dunge there. Right. And, and adding RV there too. RV was another title contender that got hurt that season. Uh, but oh, even if yeah. you add Dunge in there, it's still, it's so rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Carmichael didn't do it. You know, Stu didn't do it. All the, none of those guys. Yeah. You know? No, I, I think uh, you say it's convenient to say that, but it, we were all saying this before the year. So we, we uh, were. I know. Yeah. I just everybody gets so they're like, oh yeah, we crashes. Then you think you're you know a genius. I'm like, no. Right. Um, we were we were on that point for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not as high on Webb's title chances as you are. Uh, I would put him as the same as Anderson right now, and I would put okay. this thing coming down to Roxon and Tomac if, obviously, injuries can affect everything. And in our sport, yep. it's probably a 50% chance you will get hurt. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, I, me, will, I yeah. will add to that a caveat for uh, Webb. Um, if he doesn't improve his starts and get up to the level he was at last year on starts, uh, I I'm not going to be a believer like I was. Right. That, that's such a critical point for him specifically, right? Because with he has a you know he has a whoop deficiency. It's not always going to be there. I don't think this weekend will be that difficult for him, but there are going to be weekends, and it's already proven out that he's going to lose positions because of the whoops. So if he can't offset that by starting at the front more times than not, mm. it's going to be really really hard for him. Weather report for this weekend? I mean, look, you're the guy for weather. It's going to be soft and ruddy no matter what, but how, how are we looking? Yeah, we're not getting a ton of rain leading up to the race, which is good for the track. Uh, it'll, it'll, be, it'll, it'll be Oakland, but it won't be super soft Oakland. Um, but, yeah, it should be nice on Saturday. It'll be, it'll be cool, sunny and cool, uh, but it should be a really nice day. All right, let's get to some phone calls here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by Get. Pro Taper and Maxis. Uh, first up, it's Brandon. Brandon, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on? What's up? What's your question? Hey, so I just wanted to comment. Um, this is actually the first time I've called in here. I'm, I'm glad I did. Oh, uh, congratulations. I love listening yeah. to the podcast, man. This is uh, I drive for a living, so I hear your voice a lot, and it's beautiful. Just awesome. Gotta say that. Anyway. You know what? You know what? I'm <laughs> your gonna, voice is beautiful. That's I'm awesome. going to tell Pookie that my voice is beautiful. I love it. Yes. Yeah, I will, I will do that. <laughs> Well, hey, I just wanted to comment, uh, just kind of add on to what you guys were saying about Roxon. Um, honestly, the fact that we're talking about him um, really is just awesome to me. I love how far he's come. And, and really, last weekend, I think, in, in my opinion, that really proved that, that he can do it. He, he literally, you know, to look at, at what he was doing last weekend to hold everybody off and, and win all three mains. And I understand there was a red flag and and they had the restart, but I fully believe he was going to get up front. He just he was on a mission, and he was going to do it. And to me, I think that really proved right there that he can win this championship this year. I think I think you're right. I think he can for sure. But wouldn't you, Brandon, with everything that's been going on, wouldn't you give Eli Tomac a bigger slice of the championship pie, even though he's eight down? Yeah. Look, okay, I, right, I yeah. love Tomac. Don't get me wrong. I, Ken Roxon and Tomac in my books are are one, two, for sure, and, and not in any particular order, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I just I think it's really awesome that they're both up there battling and that Roxon was able to hold them off. They, to me, I was kind of sitting here going, I think he's really got to prove it. I think Roxon's really got to prove it. And I feel like, I don't know why, for me at least, this last weekend he proved that he could totally do it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's cool. Um, but I just, I just think Eli's looking a little better. I'm, I'm with JT. He's looking a little better for this title than Kenny right now, but they certainly, yeah. to me, are strong. You know, one, two. So, yeah. um, my, my only my only retort to that would be, you know, go back through history, and I know it's been it's been rocky, right? But that's a part of it, and that that could happen again. Go back through history for Kenny and find a time when he was a relevant championship contender coming down the stretch in Supergrass. Yeah, so you're right. Real, yeah. It's hard to find, you know. Yeah. That, that's all I worry about. And I, I'm a Kenny fan. Yeah. But if you're just looking at it on paper, that's that's where the pushback would be. Uh, Brandon, do you uh, you want a set of gear or tie downs or a set of tires? Man, I'll tell you, uh, I I'm with three six five in the next. I'm, I'm tied to them. Brett Hughes is okay. a really good personal friend of mine. So all right. 
gear probably wouldn't be too appropriate. So I, I, tires or tie downs, I, I don't know. I think tires are probably a better option, I would think. All right, sounds good. Maxis.com used the same tires as Alex Ray used in dominating the LCQ, Brandon. Yes. So, yeah. So there you go. Uh, stay on hold. We'll get you the. We'll get you some information, and we'll get some Maxxis tires out to you. All right. Thank you, guys. No problem. I like that, JT. He could have took the gear and sold it on eBay or whatever. I like that. Yeah, I don't do that. Right. Well, I'm saying. I, I, yeah, it's yeah. cool. No, 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 yeah. I'm just Good saying job. for people in general. Uh, yeah. Josh, what's going on, man? How are you? Josh, you there? Uh, Josh wanted to know about I breathing. I heard breathing. Yeah, Josh wanted to know about changing the track directions uh, for triple crowns, and I say no. That never that that monster cup idea is lame. Well, lame's lame's a harsh word, but I don't like it. I think if if uh, you know if Dino hadn't gotten hurt, I think maybe it would stick around, or I don't know. I, I think, but to your point, I think ideas like that are best left to. Monster Cup, where it's non-points paying. Yeah, you, know, you can try stuff experimental. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Shad, you have an AC and a read question. What's up, Shad? Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, um, the AC question. I'm wondering why why people ain't complaining more. I mean, I understand how great he is and everything like that, and you know he's the hot rookie that come in. But I mean, every race he's in, all he does is rack or you know wash. Front end out. And hold, on, hold, hold, on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy. Hold on. He, he got you know he got that? he got second in round one. No problems. No issues. In in Anaheim two, he just got tired, but like or he got tight or whatever. But no problems. He always goes down, and he caused both red flags in the triple crown. You know that. I didn't see anything wrong with with what he did with Bogle. It's the first turn, man. It's the first turn of 75. I think he was definitely at fault. I pinched him. Okay, hold on. One he person was, he at was a at fault in the crash. He was at fault it's, in the first turn, in my opinion. It's 75 mile per hour first turn. I mean. You, everybody has the same break. Ah. And then the second one, he caught his leg on a tough lock. I, it just seems like he has a lot of incidences, and that's why he's been lights for so long, you know? And only got one championship when he was due four or five, you know? Well, uh, for you to say he only got one championship is kind of ridiculous to me. There's a lot of people that well, have zero. He was, college, he was the 250 yeah, national champion. Ridiculous, but, you know, I don't he was, know. He say, say again? Like got, huh? Say again? I said me sitting on my couch and saying it, yeah, it sounds ridiculous. I mean, I mean, he, he, he's absolutely great. I just, I don't know. I just, okay. I don't see so much in it. What, what, what's your Chad Reed question? Like, what's your Chad Reed question, Chad? But what, what do you, hold on, oh, okay. what, one second. What do you make of him being the fastest in literally every practice so far this year, though? Uh, well, yeah, I, I, he's a good rider. I mean, I, I'm not going to contest that at all. I mean, you know. It's just, I don't know. It's just that's what I see out of him all the time. He, he's always, you know. Getting hurt or wrecking or washing the front end out. I mean, on the triple crown, to me, it seemed like he caused both red flags. I mean, there's always something. All right. What what else, Chad? Yeah. All right. And then uh, Reedy, I was wondering, I mean, he uh, went to that four, four-wheel racing. What kind of money he made because he's always on the podium and he also won a championship in, like, the, the smallest class. I don't think he's making any money. I was money. wondering how that pays for him. I don't I don't think he's making any money doing that. I think it's just a, like a vanity thing. Oh, yeah? I mean, maybe. Uh, I, I, I think Lamborghini was talking to him about being like an ambassador and doing some racing and all that, and that's a position that would pay. But I don't know if that's uh, happening. I have no idea. But, yeah, I, I, JT, what do you think? You think he's, I assumed he was getting bonuses and, and paid. Uh, I, I don't know for sure, but I know – the things that he's working on that Steve alluded to would be very profitable for him. Those, um, and I, I think some of it is means, you know, means to an end as far as arriving in race car driving, you know, he needs to get his feet wet. And even if he doesn't make any money early, I think he knows his name carries a lot of weight ambassador level and, and getting involved. So even if it wasn't making a lot of money right now, he's got, you know, you have to kind of do it to get your feet wet. Yeah. All right, thanks, Chad. Okay. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Uh, Nicole, what's happening? Do you have a question or you just want some tickets? Oh, just checking out the tickets. <laughs> what's that? 
we were just calling for tickets. We actually couldn't hear you on your on pulpmx.com. So okay, uh, yeah, you know, thanks to the folks at Feld, we'll give you some tickets to Oakland. They're they're good guys. Okay. They're good guys. We'll give you a pair of tickets. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, stay on hold. We'll get your information. Thanks to Feld uh, for tickets for. Uh, for Oakland this weekend. Uh, uh, Joe wanted to talk about Bogle. Joe, you there? Hello? Yep. What's so, up, Steve? you want a Bogle update? Yeah, Bogle update would be good. Uh, JT, I think he'll be out for a while. He's had a concussion issue. He was knocked out, uh, knocked himself out at RCH and was in a deep, dark spot for a while, he told us. Knocked himself yep. out at JGR. Like, I can't see him coming back anytime mm. soon, but you know, JT. I do not know for a fact, but my guess would be the same as yours, that this would be an, uh, an extended uh, break. Right. Did they he got a one-year deal? I don't know. Yes. Okay. Would yeah. it hurt his stock for next year, I'm sure, because he kind of started slow and then yeah. uh, would they oh, bummer. So they would fill in, JT, I would think. Forrest over there would get, get a guy. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, depends on how long, right? right. I, I think once they get a determination on how long they think, then they would have to make that call. As you know, though, it's always really difficult with these fill-in spots because if it's if it's not a super long time, you're moving heaven and earth to put somebody on a bike that hasn't ridden it and do yeah. all these things. Yeah. Um, so my guess would be if it's going to be a long time and then contractually they have to, then they probably would. But otherwise, right. I, I think it's so much easier. If you have your, your A guy, which is Blake, you just go racing with Blake. That, right. That's probably the easiest thing unless contractually they have to do otherwise. All right, Joe, anything uh, else? Well, no, I guess we'll get more rap songs out of him maybe then. Yeah, all right, thanks, man. All right, thanks. Bye. Thanks, appreciate it. Tony's on four. Tony, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, good, Steve. How are you? Good, what's happening? So I got a writing technique question, but first I want to, I'm not trying to blow sunshine up JT's skirt, but I want to say to him, uh, or you, JT, um, I'm super impressed with your podcast. It is nearly impossible oh, thanks, for a one, it's, it's hard for one person to pull off a podcast on their own no co-host, no call-ins. Um, and I think it, it says a lot about the integrity of kind of, well, A, that you can articulate every word that comes out of your mouth and you have a good diction. But more importantly, people believe what you say. Um, and I think that it's, um, it's a heavy lift. So congrats on that. Second quick thing, if I Thank may. You. A year ago on this podcast, you were talking about the, I think it was the FR5 boot. You had made a real short, easy comment about, the toe had less room between the top of the toe to the top of the boot. And, you know, as a new guy to motocross, I thought, well, if I can shave an inch of foot movement off of my shifting, less misshifts, less, you know, um, fuck-ups, basically. So you were right on that as well. I mean, I know you're a product guy, but you, you know, most people don't know their product. And I think that small little detail really helps for someone who does not know how to ride a dirt bike well. So thank you for that. Um, Yeah, cool. Thanks, man. The final... Final thing I'll say, Steve, sorry for being long-winded. My question is, when you're riding a dirt bike and, you know, you you jump and your nose high, you can tap, brake tap, bring the nose down, vice versa, you know, open up the throttle to bring your front end up. But when you're riding an endo like Jet Lawrence, if you remove that single that he hit, but if you're just in an endo position, whether you're a pro or a rookie and it happens to everyone, can you get your weight back on the bike, JT, and can you throttle out of that? Like throttling out, will that help you bring your tail end down at all, or are you just along for the ride and pray for the best? You know, wheelie or endo? Endo, sorry, endo. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, your your instinct is always to hold it wide open, and that's going to bring your front end up some uh, the problem for Jet was is that he was kind of already back on the ground, right? And, yeah, it's he had, I would say, a, a 30% chance of riding that out. And the worst possible thing that happened there was that there was a, there was a jump up coming. Um, if there was a straightaway <laughs> there, like another 30 feet of flat, you know, he probably is able to save that. But as soon as he, he starts to climb up the next jump face, that, you know, the rear end's so high, the front compresses, right? Because the first thing it's going to hit, you're going to hit your front tire is going to hit that jump face and compress, you're, and then, it, then it's done. Immediately when your front compresses, that's just heightening what's already happening. Your rear's trying to go over the top. You're, it's done. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, we've all been there. If you've ridden enough, you've been in an endo situation on a jump, and, yeah, holding it wide open and getting – uh, the rear tire spinning faster and more, it does help. You know, there is there are physics involved there. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately for Jet, man, he was in a he was in a no win situation. 
Yeah, cool. Agreed. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Thanks for call. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Michael Antonovich from Swap Moto Live. Coming up here, Michael has a question about Pulp MX. Uh, he wants to ramble about Pulp MX Fantasy. What's up, Michael? Hey, easy on the Michael stuff. It's just Mike. Okay, sorry, Mike. But do you know how stressful it is to play Pulp MX Fantasy when yes. Alex Ray, Jerry Robin, Zach Osborne, and Chris Bloats are on your team? It's the third main event of a Triple Crown, and nobody's. Half of them aren't even racing anymore. The other half are in the freaking back of the pack. Dude, yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Well, Jerry, Jerry, I relaxed with Jerry. He was double, no matter what happened. If a bolt of lightning came down and got Jerry, he was double points. I know. I, I was cool with Jerry, but man, Zach couldn't have had a worse night. And then Blos just totally yeah died and moved. But Blos, Blos got you double points, even still. He did. I mean, it, it, I'm not complaining about my score. I was right. just stressed. Oh, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. No. Well, Jason. And then Ludovic, Ludovic Mackler killed it in the lights class for me. I don't want to talk about Ludovic at all. We just did our yeah. Pulp Mex Fantasy podcast. It's out now. you got to take a listen to that. I had Ludovic. JT had Ludovic. Um, not good, Ludo. Not one good. One guy. You had to beat one guy. That's what I said. Carnow didn't start the first main. He just had to beat one guy. The other mains, Craig was out of. Just, just one guy. That's it, Ludo. Yep. So, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Well, still enjoy the shit out of it, and it's super fun every week. It brings a whole other element to uh, racing. Yeah. No, I agree, man. You want a set of fly racing gear? You ride? Dude, that'd be awesome. All right. We're gonna give you a set of uh, fly racing gear. Actually, Stay- what? Steve, I kind of feel bad. The last two times I've called in, I've won something. I like that. That's very honorable of you. We'll pr- How about this? Can I get like a Pulp MX T-shirt? Yes. Stay is on that hold. Cool? Yep. Well, I'll okay. give you a shirt just because you're so honorable. So stay on hold oh, thanks, to get your information. All right. Oh, I have really to nice. say, though, oh. I have to say to him, if you're picking A-Ray, uh, you're, you're really stepping out anyway. So you're almost, you're almost doing it to yourself. I don't have a lot of pity for you. Picking A-Ray is uh, – it's fine. Like There are points to be made there, but you can't then – Complain about being stressed out because you picked A-Ray. You knew what you, you were getting into. You knew into. what you were getting into, yeah, right? Exactly. Yes. No, you're right. Yep. Uh, Jeremy's on five for, for JT. What's up, Jeremy? What's your question for Jason Thomas? Hey, I just had a question. Since Oakland's coming up, I wanted to know who you thought went higher between Bowers in Oakland, Cartwright in Glendale, or Marty's bike at A1, and has Fly Racing considered making parachutes for these guys? It's a good one. Um... <laughs> Let's see. I think Marty's bike went the highest, dude. That wasn't. It was. It was just flipping through the stadium. Like I, I don't know. But what was the other one? Bowers at Oakland. You, yeah. I stood and saluted as yeah. Marty's bike was flying through the air. Yeah. Um, I was there watching that too. <laughs> uh, Bowers in Oakland last year, of course. Last lap, I had him in Pulp Mex Fantasy. He was like tenth, right? Double points. He was killing it. I think it was the last lap, or it was near the end. Um, yeah, I, I, what was the third one? Cartwright and Glendale. Oh, that, that, that was good, too. Good question. <laughs> All right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, Phillip's on four for JT. Philip, what's your question for Jason Thomas? Hey, guys. Uh, so with the Triple Crown format, a lot of guys were saying that it's a lot of racing. Uh, JT, you raced back, you know, in the early 2000s and the 90s, back when you guys had day qualifiers and night qualifiers. So I can imagine there were some nights where you probably did six, seven races throughout the whole day. From a rider's yep. perspective, do yep. you feel that that's like the three mains is too much just because everyone's going gung ho? Or would you prefer an older format? Um, man, that's a good question. I think for the fans, the afternoon racing was much better uh, for the riders. It's way better now. Um, it, it is a little bit different of a dynamic having to, you know, you're taking racing out of it, the equation for making right. the night show. Now, now it's one lap and, and the outdoors is even probably more of that because the outdoors, you have a four lap race, which is pretty long. You're almost 10 minutes long sometimes to sort out who's yeah. in and who's out. Versus this one lap, very unrealistic, crazy balls over the top lap that people are putting in. Uh, so it, it, it definitely changed how you had to approach your game. And you and a lot of us that were older, or even in our mid twenties, 
we had to like, okay, screw it. We've got to figure out how to ride over our heads for one lap because that's really never been important to us. I think the kids now they've grown up in that, that era. So they, it's always been a part of what they've known. Um, but I never really worried about it too much. And maybe I was an outlier because I was racing both classes. So a lot of racing never really detracted from me. And I raced in overseas a ton. And Steve can attest to this. Anytime you go over the, to these races where you're guaranteed money, they get their money's worth. They make you ride over right. and over and over and over. Um, right. So I never yeah, really I, cared. I remember it the... wouldn't. Go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, I was, just, I was just going to add in. I, I remember a lot of you guys back in the 90s, 2000s, raced both classes and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. made double lanes to make your money. Yeah, so, but they normally, yeah. Yeah. they normally parked it in one main, though. Normally. Yeah. 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 I, I remember yeah. seeing a few nights, yeah. like, uh, particularly, I remember one, I think it was San Francisco 2005, like Danny Blair made the mains, and I remember seeing him just coasting and throwing whips in the last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, uh, but to answer your question, for me, um, the Triple Crown, I don't think I would have really minded too much. Uh, but if you if you approach it, a guy like, uh, let's say, Eli Tomac, for example, who really never raced overseas, he's always kind of avoided those. Supercrosses, sure, and then uh, obviously never rode both classes for you know the need to or didn't need the money. Obviously, lots of reasons. Um, I'm sure it does seem like a lot of racing and, and too much, right? I, I can certainly right. understand that per, that perspective, but for me, my perspective, it would not have been a big deal. I don't, I don't think. Cool. Okay. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Uh, no worries. Um, uh, let's go to Josh on one. Uh, Josh, what's up? You want to talk about Triple Crown format and track directions? Track directions. Yeah, man. Uh, so you know, like the Monster Cup, and uh, you know they had it would change directions and all that. And I know the Monster Cup doesn't have whoops, but what do you think about? I know a lot of people have discussed different, uh, you know, time formats and stuff for the Triple Crown. But what do you think about in the future? Eventually, maybe the Triple Crown, you know, like the reporters fly racing pants, uh, be backwards. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about this when you weren't there. When we, picked. I don't like it. JT doesn't like it either. So, uh, uh, JT, you just don't want to do it on a on a main race and on a points paying series race. I, I think I think the teams would have a huge issue with their championships being having some sort of weirdo wrinkle like that in them. Yeah, I do. I think the triple crowns already stepping out for them. I don't think you're going to see more hijinks thrown in there when. I mean, these championships to the teams and the OEMs are huge. They're a huge deal. I just don't think they're going to be pumped on stuff like that in their championship. Um, that, Josh, you want a set of tie-downs or a set of gear? Uh, man, I'm due for some fly racing gear, man. My gear is from, like, 2016, and oh. it's also fly racing. Oh, it is also fly. Oh, good. So this works out. All right, man. Stay on hold, all right? We'll get your information and get you that set of fly gear, all right? Hey, y'all are awesome, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. What's that, JT? Steve, you know how we're, you know we're getting old? Yeah, we, uh, I use the word. I use the word like hijinks. Do you think kids under like twenty five even know what that means? Probably not. No, it's probably like they think it's a social uh, social media app. Like, oh, did you get right. hijinks? Did you get the new app? <laughs> hijinks. <laughs> right. Uh, I sounded so old there. All right. Uh, thanks, JT. Flyracing.com. Thanks for coming on the show. All right, guys. See Thank you. you. Uh, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. I want to thank the folks at ProTaper. Chad Reed, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky using ProTaper. Maxxis Tires. We gave it a set, away, a set of Maxxis Tires away. And uh, this gentleman will be hooking it up like A-Ray out there using his Maxxis. And the folks at Git as well, the SOS Wireless Hour Meter. Uh, please check it out if you want to, to get some safety. So uh, we'll bring in our next guest here. From Swap Moto Live, uh, right from the heart of St. Louis, he's right underneath the arch right now. It's Michael Antonovitz. What's up, Ant- Anton? What's going on? How's the arch today? How's traffic up, going up there? Uh, I don't know. This is the first time that I've been home all week, so it's been nice to just get a vibe for it. Yeah, you're seen the arch. Home for a day, and then you're back to Oakland, <laughs> back out. Yes, yes. Yeah. After visiting well, beautiful Boise, listen, which was awesome. Listen, bro. If you want to, uh, you know, be the big race guy and all, and go back to St. Oh, Louis and all that. I okay. Love it. All right. Yeah, this has been great. Hey, it's cool. So for would some you, flyer miles? Uh, would you rather be Eli Tomac this year, eight points down, in second, or last year, three points down but in third? Um, I would say maybe this year. Yeah, I agree. So does JT. Because last year was a big question mark of like. 
you know, you have a broken back and how do you feel where this year he's healthy. Right. Uh, I'd rather be healthy than up in points anytime. Mm-hmm. So with Craig out of the series, or out of this next two uh, before the series goes east, is there any just straight up nothing weird happens? Who can touch Forkner, Ferrandis, and Cooper on the podium for these next two next two weeks? Like straight up, even if they get a bad start. Um, even if the rider that's going to get on the podium gets a bad start, or if the other no, guys no, a bad no, start. like, but who can who can potentially run with these guys? I don't know if anybody can. That's where I was kind of going. Um, I don't think that they would run with them. I think that it would be it'd be pretty hard. Uh, Alex is hurt. I don't know if you would. I read observations and I didn't see that you mentioned that, but he, you know, he spent a week in the hospital last week before Arizona with like some big swelling on his thigh. So I think Alex is going to be far from a hundred percent. Hartraft has been good, but I don't think he has that raw speed just yet. And same thing with Hayes. Like they would have to find a whole nother level right and Mosman. now. And Mosman too. And Mosman. Mosman would actually, I would say at Oakland could be that guy. Uh, it's home race for him. He's grown up riding there. That's a super technical track with lots of ruts and holes and things like that. Michael's riding style is so controlled that he's never on the ragged edge. He just, like, gets put in screwy situations. Um, I think he could be one of those podium guys that could make it without, like, too much of a shock. Like, if he gets a good start, he could hold it in the top three. I didn't know that about Troll Train, by the way, so good work on that. I didn't, I, I didn't talk to him. Didn't... How was your weekend? How was your weekend? It's all there. It's all there. Swap Moto Live. That's right. Um... I kind of, dude. I talk to Troll Train every week. It's like I, I got to get new guys. Like I can't keep bringing, I can't keep bringing Troll Train updates. You know, so. Uh, yeah, I feel you because I have the same. I have my circle of dudes that I'm right. like, uh, keep talking about them, and everybody's gonna think I'm playing favorites. Yeah, so. yeah. So I, I legitimately try to like, okay, like I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna talk to Zacco or whatever. You know, even though yeah. those guys are the reason we talk to them is because they're accessible and they give great interviews. That's yeah. why we talk like, to them. But, yeah. Alex's thing was big. He he said, you know, I didn't even think I was going to race this weekend. And that shows how committed Alex is to racing for the team because if he doesn't line up, there is no JGR bike on the track. I wonder, week. with Tickle coming in, uh, I think for Tampa, I wonder if they'll put Amart on the 450 still. That was the original plan, but I wonder if they'll they'll scrap that because they'll have Tickle. They'll have Tickle, they'll have Dakotas on a 250, and then it sounds like maybe another 252. Yeah, but they were so, going to put Troll on the 450. That was the plan. Yeah. Right. So. so I think that they'll have enough with that. And then yeah. no point in Alex. Like, get Alex ready to go for nationals. He, he'll be a top five guy all summer yeah. without a doubt. So just let him heal up and get ready for that. And figure right. out whatever this issue has been through these first four races. Yeah, if I'm I'm a little bit, and I'm a Troll Train guy. We all know that. But I, I thought Troll Train and Moseman would be a little more in the battle here. Uh. And, like, you and I have discussed this a couple times already this year. I, for Mosman's deal, like, he just gets put in the wrong place a lot. You know, he should not have been riding every lap of the race at Anaheim 2, um, getting caught up in that crash at St. Louis, all that other stuff. Like, it's just unfortunate for him. But that podium last week shows, like, hey, he can do it. You know, he did, yes, it wasn't on the podium with blazing speed. He was just there in the right places right. for once. Uh, but I think that if – Michael gets in the right position this week, he could be one of those podium guys finally. He just has to find that next gear. And then for Alex, it's just been a weird year. Like, he he said that, you know, last year, JGR's problem was that they put too much emphasis on Supercross, and then the bike was hurting in the Nationals. And now here we are in Supercross, and they've tested all this stuff, but now he feels like the setting that they have, for whatever reason, isn't the right thing for the Suzuki, so maybe they need to revert back to what they had last year. So maybe Alex just needs to find that perfect mm-hmm. setup, and then he could be back into it. So two of those guys, you know, they've, they've had four weeks where they just haven't been there the way you think they need to be. And it's a bummer for Alex because St. Louis and Anaheim, too, he's in the mix for a podium, and he just yeah, misses out on heart wrap. But, but that, you know. But he that, should be there. Yeah, like, there like, like, like your factory bike, factory team. You got you to yeah. lead laps. You got to get on the box. You got to be challenging. Even if, you, even if you lead laps, but you drop the third. You know that kind of stuff. You, you just got to be there. You just got to be yeah. there. And those guys, like I mean, Mosman got the quietest podium ever. Maybe Hart Raft the week four, but you know what I mean. Like Mosman, like yeah. Was there any moment at, at any Triple Crowns where you're like, look at Mosman? No, there wasn't. No, you know. So no. that's all. Um, yeah, and I agree. I agree 100 percent that they really have to have 
a podium result. Like you have to get a podium in these next two yeah. weeks to go into that break and think like, okay, we've done something solid because, in these first five. Because five in my six. opinion, on a, a factory 250F is an advantage. You have an advantage over other guys. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you need to be right in there with the other guys. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Especially especially on, uh, to be quite frank, not that stacked of a coast. No. You know what I mean? No. A lot of good dudes. Like, don't get me wrong, a lot of good dudes, but we've seen that there's a tier, and then there's a, a whole other tier, and then even a third one below that. And right. to be in that second-tier guy, it's hard to be on the top one. Right, right. So, that's where I'm saying, like, Forkner, Cooper, and Ferrandez, like, I don't know how they get off the podium the next two weeks. It's yeah, gonna, they're going to have to have – it's yeah. got to be something of their own doing. It's got to be, yeah, just a shit show for one of those guys to, to do it. Uh, Michael Antonovich from Swap Moto Live here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Hey, Tyler, what's up? You want to talk about Josh Hill? Yeah, I heard that uh, – or I saw on uh, Instagram that he's racing 250 East Coast, and I just wanted to get some opinions on that. Yeah, he's doing riding it for the club team, Club MX team. Yeah, um, Club MX Yamaha. What do you think, Anton? I think it's going to be good. Hill uh, – I'm around the Hill family quite a bit. Like, I was at the Honda track last week. I was down in Australia with Josh a couple months ago. So this thing has been kind of in the works for a while, and and he's been living out on the East Coast for a bit, riding at Club MX like every day. Uh, Sounds like Josh on a 250 is going to be pretty good. You know, everybody knows him for a 450 guy, and, you know, he's, he's won 450 Supercross races and been on the podium and stuff. But, like, new era Josh Hill, like super finesse guy, super, super good shape, everything like that. It sounds like he likes that Yamaha 250 a lot because it's got enough power for him that he can do what he wants to do, but then he can still kind of flick it around and do what he wants, whereas, like, the 450 might be a little bit too big for him. So right now he, he really thinks this 250 thing could go well. He should be a top-seven guy. Stop it. Yeah. Stop Dude, it. On raw talent, on raw Stop talent. Stop it. Josh okay, let me – Okay, so he's beaten he's, – he's with McElrath? Yeah. Oh my raw God! Talent. I, uh, raw uh, talent. No, I, I don't care about raw talent. talent. Where's he going to finish? Um, he, he's a seven to twelve guy. Uh, Dude, top this 10, is. I don't know. This don't, is the well, same. He's in the same spot as Blake Wharton. Talented, took some time off, comes back, not on a factory bike. Right. What did Blake do? Seven to twelve. Right. But Hill said. I put Josh Hill step above Blake Wharton, but okay, I do too. Well, listen, Tyler, I'm going to give you a set of Pro Taper tie-downs, all right? Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate right, stay, it so much. Stay on hold. These are great tie-downs. They're amazing. Do you have these Pro Taper tie-downs? Do I know? I don't have I don't have a need for tie-downs right now. I don't have a bike yet. But you did have a bike in California. Yes, I did. Are you still a 125 guy? I'll get one. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'd like to get a 125. I think that's the plan. Look, Hill will be good. I mean, 7 to 12 is good. 7 to 12, but here's the thing. In Josh's position at that point, He's not one of those guys that's inexperienced. He's done all of this stuff in the past. He knows how to put laps together and be consistent. He's not going to be one of these guys that's riding over his head because he's got to make something happen because his whole career is in limbo. Like, the fact that he's racing is just cool. Yeah, but So this... maybe that's, like, the thing for him where he's not going to obliterate himself because he's going to have oh, to be I... trying to race for a contract next year. I, you know I what agree, I mean? I agree 100% on that. He, he'll, he'll, but that'll, that'll be the issue, like the intensity and the pace of these top guys, because he's not going to want to do that. He doesn't want to do but that. But down in Australia, dude, he was going well. Like, he had well, been going quite well down there with, you know, running the okay. pace of Brayton and running the pace gonna, of Anderson on certain nights. I'm going to shut you down right now on that. Okay. What about Clout? How's Clout going? Clout. Uh, Clout's been good. I'm going to tell you, I know that expectations for that are very mixed, but you have to think, like, that's not a factory no, listen, Honda bike. I'm Honda, fine with Clout. Clout's been good. I'm fine Clout's with Clout, good. but that's Josh Hill. He was better than Josh Hill in Australia, giving Brayton all he wanted, and Clout's a barely top 10 guy here. Mm, I, it's different situations, though. It's oh, totally God, different. I just shut you down, and you're mad, and you're, you're trying no, to find no, something else. I don't. Trust me, it, uh, I get what you're saying, but like it doesn't upset me. No, I'm yeah, kidding. I, I think, know it doesn't upset you, but yeah. Like with Cloud Steel, that dude is—he's a big guy. Like you've been around Cloud, he's well over six foot tall. To go from riding what's arguably the fastest stock 450 in the field in a Yamaha to a mediocre 250, even though Jamie has those pinright bikes pretty good, that's a big difference. And he was un—he was uncorking some of those big three-two threes rhythm lanes in Phoenix and stuff like that. So. 
He's been good. It's probably just a big adjustment. And I think he was a little starstruck about racing that, in the U.S. That's fine. But when you start bringing up Hill's speed in Australia, I'm going to throw out Cloud. Okay. Okay. I, I, that's fair. Right. That's okay. Right. That's all. That's it. So uh, it is interesting, though. Josh Hill coming back adds, adds some spice. You know what I mean? Adds some interest for, to the series. 100% mm-hmm. on that one. Um, we got some more of the calls here. Let's do uh, Justin on three. Justin, what's up? You got a Webb and Dino question. Yeah, just got a question, first of all, about Dino and why I, I know that uh, Alden is specifically uh, Husqvarna KTM only. Is there is it mainly a money thing that uh, Dino's never trained under, underneath him? Dude, years ago when Dino was first there, I heard the guys voted that they didn't want him. The, the other guys that were in the Baker factory. Uh, I don't. Anton, did you hear that? Uh, I always remember that it was a weird thing because he was under Rattray, so he was with all the two fifty guys on the side property. But there's definitely something there. Uh, I just. honestly yeah, don't think that he sure. wants to be under that. Maybe so, but there's something there that that Rockstar hasn't made him go there, or Alden hasn't invited him in, or something so, there. Yeah. When I okay. talked to. Um, RJ and Moseman, so Hampshire and Moseman in the offseason, about like, hey, you know, we did podcasts and interviews about like what their preseason stuff was like. Jason going to California and spending all this time in California pretty much opened up a spot. And then Marvin getting hurt opened up a spot too, in a way. So then it was Cooper, Zach, Moseman, Hampshire were the four guys underneath there. Apparently Alden doesn't want any more than four guys underneath his umbrella. And then with the Rattray thing where he was supposed to be in charge of all the 250 guys, Dean seemed to have fit pretty well under there, that he was still under, you know, Alden's program in a way, just under Rattray's development. And then it was still under the KTM Husky umbrella. But now he's pretty much on his own. I think that KTM and Husky are just like, let him do what he needs to do instead of forcing him to be on that deal. Yeah, well, now, of course, it's Rarick and Brown, Mike Brown. No, I think it's just Rarick now. No, I talked to somebody this week. Brownie's Brownie's lurking. No one's quite sure. Okay, okay. He, Brownie was on track walk last week with a with a KTM shirt. Okay, okay. So, dude, I don't. I it's, do, it's Mike Brown. I yeah. heard. Yeah, it's Mike Brown. Right, it's Mike Brown. Uh, all right, Justin. Anything else? Yeah. Well, my question regarding Cooper was: Is I, mean, I know that he's got a problem with the whoops. Everybody knows it. But it also seems like this year he's lacking a lot of and not specifically in that area, confidence. Like, his style of ride of, of like, attack when re- or re-attack when attacked uh, has seemed to kind of gone by the wayside a little bit. When he gets overtaken in other spots of the track, which don't happen often, I understand that, and mostly it's in the whoops, but I think that he's kind of lost a little bit of that fight that he used to have, or, excuse me, fight that he used to have uh, that he had last year. What do you think, uh, talk? What do you think? Okay, did you watch the Bell 2 for 2 video that just came out this week? Either of you? I take it no. I have it. No. Okay, so Cooper said that he just, as they leave San Diego, he wants to be in the top five in points. So maybe intensity right away is not the thing he wants to do, especially after being sick those first few races. But I agree with you that the whoops have never been a good thing for him. And as JT has pointed out, time and time again through these opening rounds where these big deep loop sections have been where you needed to skim them. That's not his forte. He doesn't do well on that. I think this weekend in Oakland, which is going to be kind of like an East coast style track, really technical, how he rides on this one will set the bar for how he'll look at like Atlanta, Daytona, Indianapolis, because this is going to be a soft track. That's going to be like those. Yeah. So JT and like Truman are big on web winning this weekend. Yeah, I yeah. think how he does this weekend sets yeah. the bar for Tampa on. Yeah, yeah, good, 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 good uh, point there, Anton. Uh, thanks, Justin. Thanks for calling in. All right, good. Thank thanks you. a lot, guys. Uh, let's go to uh, Travis on two. Travis, what's up? You got our Eli Tomac comment? Yes, I do. So Moto One Glendale, ET is in position on Roxon. Is he playing the long game, or was he just outmatched? Dude, I don't think. I mean, who you know, you'll never find out. You'll never get him to admit it. I I would say no. Tomac doesn't play the long game. He just gets you and gets by you, right? But um, what do you think, Anton? Yeah, I think he. I think Kenny just had it that day. Yeah, that's that's what we think. I don't know. 
Okay. Hey, for uh, JT, I do want to say that Fly Racing Gear is, is probably the best in the world. So oh. I appreciate what the guys are doing over there, man. Shit's really good. Uh, yeah, they, they do a good job. They've uh, really supported everything we do at Pulp uh, hugely. So we're we're big on that. I can't wait for Schmack Schmeffins to get in studio here in a, in a little while, and I'm going to hammer them for more money for these cameras and lights and stuff. So that'll be fantastic. Hey, on another caller that called in earlier, though, uh, would you say Hill over Tickle? Uh, Justin? Yeah. Good question. Or no, no, Josh. Oh, Josh well, well, Josh is riding 250s. Right. Well, isn't Tickle riding 250s? No, Tickle's going to ride 450 for JGR. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, My yeah. Bad. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for the call. All right. But Justin Hill versus Tickle. Anton, that could be. I think they're right I around think, the same. I think they're going to be around the same. Right? Like, I honestly, and this is like no knock on BT or anything like that. Like, he's going to come in and do well, but... He's been gone for a while, and the intensity of this whole thing is raised. And it's, you know, when you don't do gate drops and all those things for a long time, it's going to be interesting to see where he's at. If Brock comes through that first race in Tampa and it's a top 10, that's a big, that's a good ride for, for Brock. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, uh, I agree. Hey, we were talking about Justin Hill. Like, hasn't been much flash, just been steady and consistent, just like a rock, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, um, like and individual lap times are key because he's got some quick individual lap times. He just has to, yeah, put it together. And if you watch his races, like you know, I do a lot of stuff with Moto Concepts, so I talk to those guys at the end of every weekend. He'll tell you like straight up, I just get rollerballed around. And he admitted a couple weeks ago he didn't have the pace for those last like five laps, and he's working to get to that point. But he's also been like caught up in crashes. Him and Vince have been around the same the whole time, yeah. but yeah, Justin's been good. I think he's bought himself another two years. He, you know what uh, I mean? Where everybody was ready to write him off after last year. Yeah. Justin has proven, Hey, like he's legit. And as long as Moto concepts offers him the spot, he should be there. Um, yeah, he, he's been good. He hasn't faded, uh, very much. Uh, he's been steady. He's taking some slams. He's taking some slams. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I've been I've been mildly impressed. Yeah. I'm still going Marty over Hill, and I think Genova and I are going to make a bet on this because I was all about them hiring Marty. Uh, mm -hmm. and Marty's only I think he's six back or something of, of Hill because um, I think Marty's just getting going to get better. Marty's been like even last weekend in Arizona, he was on the board at some points in qualifying. Like Marty's got it figured out. Uh, it's crazy. Like it's it's wild to watch him. Because when he gets on a good lap, he's loose. He's real <laughs> yeah. loose. But it's interesting. Like, yeah. I like watching Martin ride because, like, you know that dude is giving it 100%. Like, there is no, like, little bit of hesitation. Like, if yeah, he's going yeah. for a fast lap, it's yeah. going to be on. Did you uh, hear the wrap-up show this week, the wrap-up pod that we did? I've been No, I've been in okay. Boise all week, so I haven't heard anything. I'm worried. Every time I walk by that tether truck, Anton, I'm worried about little Marty. Because it's like a rave. He'll be fine. Well, how's he going to concentrate? How's he going to focus? He's from South America. This is just part of this is Carnival. Like this is just part of the program. <laughs> oh boy! Um, like okay. I would like if we come back and maybe around like uh, Ecuadorian Independence Day or whatever it is. Maybe we have like the belly dancers that are in Rio during Brazil, like all that, like that. Maybe we need that. Okay, all right, so you're okay with all this. I, I just I I want think, him to focus. I think he's fine. Okay, yeah. I, I want him to focus, but maybe, maybe not. Poor Marty. All right, uh, Oakland this weekend. Coming up, Michael Antonovich from Swamp Moto Live. Give me your, give me your winners. Um, I think Anderson could actually do pretty well this weekend in the 450 class. He's been lurking uh, top five every race, only 450 guy to do that through the first four rounds. And I just rewatched those last few laps that Supercross Live posted of that 18 race between him and Kenny. I think Anderson has been in a position to build and build and build. So it could be either him or Roxon again. I think either of those two guys are really in position to make things interesting. Um, and then for 250 class, Ferrandis is kind of my essential pick every week just because the dude proves that he has the speed to do it. He just has to get these starts figured out, and he knows it's an issue. That's all they're working on is getting starts ready. So Crazy that Cooper just, just – had that just go t so wrong for him. Like, the guy's such a good starter. He's so steady. He's so smooth. Like, very do odd. You think, do you think that him, like, 
crashing as hard as he did in that practice really set the tone for the rest of the day? I think so. Yep, I do. Because that yeah. first race, like the mistakes and things that he made are totally like you're kind of foggy and not really certain of what's going on. But then that third one, like, dude, he really rose to the occasion on that one. I think you blame uh, Will Hahn for all of that. I can't say that. <laughs> I need well, I, I need Star Racing for some stuff. So. Oh, stop it. Um, <laughs> all right, Anton. Thanks, man. I really appreciate the uh, – the time on the show today, man. Thank you. Hey, man. Thank you. I just want to say I appreciate all the help to everybody. This is like the one-year anniversary of me and Don and the whole staff like getting uh, shit-canned last year. So thanks for supporting all of the stuff we do. Oh, it is? Really? I did not know that. Okay. 31st, yep. Wow. There we go. All right, Anton. Thanks, buddy. See you guys. Thanks. Fly Racing Motor 60 Show presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxis on board. Thanks, Tits. Great work yeah, today. Yeah, buddy. See you next week, everybody.